69 offense. He was giving them the business. I like Pittsburgh, I always have. If, if they had a bigger airport, I'd live here. <laughs> and that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hello and welcome back to the Backyard Football News Podcast, breaking down high school football between Pittsburgh and Morgantown. I'm joined once again by... Jeremiah Miller. And back for his second time in three weeks, we have Ethan Spazarski back on the show. How does it feel? I'm really excited uh, to talk some high school football, break some stuff down with the games we saw. It's a very exciting time right now, especially as we get closer to playoffs. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun podcast breaking down the penultimate week of high school football. I'm going to keep saying that as many times as I want, Jeremiah. It's a good word. It is. It is a good word. I feel like some Ethan, do you, broadcast. Ethan, do you know what penultimate means? I can say firmly I do not know. Ooh. He hasn't taken the class yet. I know. That's why I wanted to ask. He will learn very soon. Very soon. All right. Um, how was your weekend, Jeremiah? Oh, my weekend was incredible. Uh, Woke up about 4 a.m. Saturday morning. Well, no, actually 3 a.m. I left at 4 a.m. And uh, got up to beautiful State College, Pennsylvania at 7.54 a.m. Lots didn't open till 8. We actually got there to our lot, and uh, they, they didn't even have their people there. Sparky's phone goes off. They didn't even have people there uh, to check our parking pass yet, and we were the first ones there, but... Um, I will say it didn't take long for the lots to fill up after that, though. I mean, we got the we got the uh, the prime choice of where to park and pick, but uh, we, it filled up pretty fast. And uh, so I was in State College from basically 8 a.m. until way after the end of the game. And uh, you know that was my first. I've been to going to Penn State games for, I mean, years and years. My dad and I, but uh, that was the first time he and I have gone to a whiteout. And uh, it definitely lives up to the hype. It is the best atmosphere in all of sports, and uh, it was—it's uh, something I'll, I'll never forget. And I'm glad I got to uh, spend it with my dad. Did you attend the homecoming parade? I did not. I was in lot 39 doing adult things and watching college football. I was Four watching. I was high, watching. High football was playing at home. Well, you know, if the mighty, if the there. mighty pioneers and their thirteen proud band members were there, I might have wandered my way over there. But it was a good weekend. Steelers lost, but I don't, I don't care anymore. Ethan, how was your weekend? Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I actually enjoyed it. I was here. Uh, did a few other things. I know on Friday I had I had out to a really good high school game. Saturday, uh, tuned in, to, worked with uh, Logan Lepiscopo. We did. I got to do the uh, pregame, halftime, and postgame with him on the radio station. F- uh, focused in on some other college games, and then Sunday I got to watch great football games, and that doesn't include the Steelers Dolphins game. That was that was pretty bad, not gonna lie. Uh, but it was football, and at the end of the day, I love football, so I can't complain. Nice to hear. Nice to hear. I didn't have those busy of a week because Virginia Tech and the Vikings were both on their bye week so it was all high school football for me uh, but let's start it off with the game of the week and recapping uh, this is a game that both of you guys had your eyes on Ethan you were at this game the Tri-County South Championship practically and now it was uh, Mapletown hosting Manesson Ethan 26 to 18 the final score there was drama there was intrigue um what was your takeaway from that one uh it's it was it's crazy i've never been to mapletown but i can tell you uh, they uh just first of all wanted to again thank like mapletown they were awesome the hospitality is great they helped us out really like get set up and everything uh but to the game it was from start to finish everything you could have asked for and a little bit more like you mentioned with the drama uh it um yeah, it, it escalated over in late in the third, early fourth quarter. Things started to get heated between teams and fans. Um, but it's highly anticipated. Landon Stevenson's everything you could ask for, too, as one of the top premier backs in the Whippeal. Uh, the Mapletown, they proved why they were a, uh, or why they are a 9-0 team. It's because the grit and determination, and when they made mistakes, they were able to bounce back for them. And I think that's why Manesson lost, to be honest. They weren't able to correct their mistakes and like fix them and learn from them. Multiple bobbled snaps, a lot of stupid penalties for Manessin. So, I think if they just executed well with better discipline, Manessin probably wins this football game at the end because Manessin played a really good fourth quarter up until the very last drive. So, 
Uh, no complaints on my end. High, high caliber game. Again, Mapletown deserves it. They won the Tri-County South. They made history again. Uh, as we mentioned, like I mentioned when I talked to Landon after the game, the 17-year reunion, and it kicks back off again as they do it again. Uh, but if Vanessa won that game, the Tri-County South actually, the championship's actually next Friday. So that can play, and it's weird to think about if one team wins, it's over. The other team wins, there's still chance. So uh, great game, can't complain. Definitely would go back, highly recommended. Do you feel like it lift up to the hype? It did. It did because both teams started out scoring and then there was a fat chunk of the game where nobody was scoring. And then at the end, people started scoring again. So, uh, yeah, it definitely lived up to the hype. Uh, Landon Stevenson, again, he lived up to the hype of what we heard about him. I never saw Tavon Kershaw. If you would have said his name, I would have been like, who the heck's that? He really impressed me, too, from Manesson, their star running back. He... He was really, really good. He shared the backfield with Burke for most of the game until he started getting all the carries. Uh, but no complaints on my end for this game. Yeah, and we've got to remember that Manesson team is still really young. A lot of juniors and sophomores still that are that have starting roles for them. So they're going to be a team that's definitely on the look ahead for next season for winning the conference. But back to Mapletown. They win the conference. They got a matchup with West Green next week that's probably going to be, you know, all individual, right? The see the Whippeal rushing uh, record is uh, up for grabs between Colin Brady and Landon Stevenson, so that'll be an interesting battle to watch. Uh, but Jeremiah, where do you think Mapletown deserves to be seated in the playoffs? After basically, they're probably going to go undefeated right in the Tri County South, but still might be looking at like a four or a five or even a six seed. Yeah, I think I. <laughs> You know, it's hard to look at this team because everybody knows, like, the Tri-County, I, I will say Tri-County South is usually the lower of the three conferences in 1A, now 4. Um, but this year, especially, the Tri-County South, outside of Mapletown and Manesson, have really been lackluster. I mean, yeah, Cal and Carmichael's have their moments, but they they weren't even close when it came to Mapletown. Um Whereas, you know, and also one thing I think will really hurt Mapletown is Mapletown's going to probably be ten and zero. I think they're going to beat West Green. Well, look who they played. But what I want to say, they right? t- they played two games against Avella. They have two wins against Avella. And I Frazier. think the committee's <laughs> going to and Frazier. I think the committee's going to look and take that into consideration. And I mean, you could see a ten zero Mapletown team be a six seed. I don't think they should. I think Mapletown's done what they needed to do. I think they, you know, they've blown the doors off of everybody they played, and that's all Mapletown can do. Um, I think they should be no less. I think they should be a four, but I don't think they should be any less than a five. I think they should be a four. I, I, I think I think five is a sweet spot because I like, agree. I think you take you take Laurel, you take GCC, you take Bishop Canavan. Those are the three, and then. I, I think they definitely take Southside over Mapletown because Southside's only losses to Laurel. Laurel, right. And then it's up between, like, a Burgettstown or, uh, yeah, like, Burgettstown could maybe pass them. But I, I think Mapletown is right there at five. Um, that, that's at least what makes sense to me. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, thing to look out for in the Dog and Pony show coming up next Monday. So, Moving on here, the 2A game of the week for us, Wash High at Keystone Oaks. And I was at this one, and I was very disappointed in this game. Not really in Keystone Oaks, but Wash High. Um, Keystone Oaks wins 35-21. Sean Rick, four touchdowns on the night. One one was a screen, um, the three rushing. So um, they didn't really have, like, a very complicated game plan. It was just Sean Rick and Nick Buckley carving up the wash high defense and um you have mcguffey on the horizon and mcguffey kept it a lot closer with keystone oaks and if you're a wash high fan and you're saying well they only lost by 14 you have to remember that two of the three touchdowns came off of turnovers that basically gave wash high like field position inside the 40 so this could have been like a 42-7 type game if Keystone Oaks didn't turn it over. So what are your guys' reaction to Keystone Oaks just kind of dominating Wash High, kind of a lackluster performance from the Prexies? Yeah, just shocked. Just shocked. I I did not expect that. Um, I actually expect Wash High to go up and handle their business, but that just wasn't the case. And now Wash High, um, if you remember the last time they went on the road in first round of playoffs, wasn't, wasn't pretty. 
Um, I don't think that Washi team is as bad as the one was two years ago when they went up to Apollo Ridge and um, got curb stomped. But uh, I, you know, it's it's you know credit to Keystone Oaks. Credit Keystone Oaks was coming off an emotional win uh, against McGuffey in a game where you could argue could have gone either way. Was it a touchdown? Was it not? Was his knee down? Was you know all that good happy fun stuff? You know, it's, but. For Keystone Oaks to come out and dominate Wash High like they did, and you were there, and you said it looked like Wash High just wasn't even like mentally just wasn't even there, and that's something you don't see a lot from Wash High. Usually, that's a very energized team, and that's why I loved covering them all these years. They are just a fun team to be around, you know, always energized. And from what I've heard and seeing, that just wasn't the case. And Keystone Oaks took full advantage of them because I'll be honest, I still think Wash High is the better team. They just weren't on Friday night. And Keystone Oaks took advantage of that. And, hey, it only takes one, you know, to be off one day to throw a season away. And Wash High season isn't thrown away. But, you know, there's a big difference from having a game in Prixie land off I-70 as compared to going on the road week one in the playoffs. So Yeah. I Like, if you're – I don't know how you can get motivated for any other game aside from one that's going to decide your home playoff fate, the Steelers showcase – against the you know a second like the next best team in the conference if you can't wake up for that game like and if this has been a trend we've seen for the last couple of years they lost they got blown out by apollo ridge two years ago in the playoffs they struggled against mcguffey at the end of the year last year and i think we can all say that Washington was pretty clearly the better team against mcguffey last season and then in the playoffs they lost to new brighton and you look at new brighton's record this year right they were winless so I mean, is this a serious problem that we're going to have to discuss about Wash High kind of just falling away at the end of season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wash High really hasn't been the same team that they were since the uh, 2019 WPL Championship. It all started with that Jax Miller loss back against Avonworth up in Norwin. I mean, yeah, they were undefeated last year heading into the playoffs, but it also makes me think if Wash High looks ahead. Like, did they look ahead this past Friday to the big rivalry game against McGuffey last year in the playoffs? Were they looking ahead? Uh, past New Brighton, I forget what the potential matchup would have been. I think it would have been Wash High Beaver Falls. Where, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Were they looking for looking ahead to Beaver Falls? You know, and then I, I just don't know. I it's, it's so tough to say. But this is such a historic program, and this has been a program that's been very good just a recent. I mean, this is a program that you know won a WPR championship in the last five years. Like this is this is the Wash High practices. You know, we're not talking about. Um, you know, the the Knock Knights or uh, the Avelli Eagles. We're talking about, you know, Mike Bosnick and the Prexies. So, um, you know, hopefully they can get it together. This is a big game this week. This is, you know, the, uh, my favorite rivalry in the area, truthfully, Wash High and McGuffey. Uh, it's right up there with uh, Canamac and Peters for me. But um, this is a big game. This is, you know, you're either going to – both teams are in the playoffs, but – you know, Wash High loses this game. Wash High might be a 13, 14 seed. I mean, seriously, like who? Like then you're looking at a matchup with like you know you, Beaver Falls. Yeah, I was gonna maybe, say right? you're like, look, you're heading to Beaver Falls week or first maybe. round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 gonna head up north. So you know, this is a big game for both these teams. Yeah, uh, flipping to the Keystone Oak side, big win for them. Their defense really showed out against some talented athletes for Wash High. Um, what does this mean for them now that they're going to have a home playoff game? Do you think that their chances of uh, making a little bit of noise is a little bit brighter now that they're pretty well set up for like maybe a five or a six seed? Yeah, you know Keystone Oaks. They this is that was huge. I mean, you saw what Keystone Oaks did last year in the first round. They, uh, you know, I thought them and South Park were pretty even, and they 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 ran all over South Park in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, you know, getting a big home playoff game at Dormont's going to be very uh, favorable for Keystone Oaks. And like you said, I think they'll be probably like a five twelve matchup. It'll be an exciting team to cover. Uh, Ethan Spazarski is probably going to be riding and dying with them for the rest of the season, so that's exciting. Another team that's on Spazarski's favorite list, well, sort of, Bethel Park at South Fayette. Um, Bethel Park, and I, I swung big for this game because, you know, if when you're losing by 
four four to five games, Jeremiah, you got to take your swings. And I thought South Fayette would get the upset and win, and um, they did not. Austin Kai didn't even play, and Bethel Park won twenty eight to nine. Ryan Peters ran all over the Lions uh, on the road. Uh, Ethan, does this win kind of solidify for you that Bethel Park really is? the team in 5A that's a step ahead of everybody else. I want the record to show when I was here, the first podcast, I said Bethel Park is the best team in 5A, and I will stick by it. When you grow up in Baldwin, you're taught there are a few like key rivals between Upper St. Clair and Bethel Park. You're taught to not like each other, and that's the truth. However, not high school anymore. It's time to be a realist, and the realist fact is Bethel Park is the best team in 5A football right now it's facts it's proven we've seen it over and over again they look they honestly just look the best the team chemistry looks amazing you walked into usc and just dominate that's you don't see that like i can't tell you a lot of teams that go into a usc alone and just are able to show up the panthers that's not how it is they have a great atmosphere uh down there in usc so i give bethel park all the credit in the world and i'm excited to go see them uh this weekend when, uh, when Caleb Yager and I head down to uh, Bethel Park when they host the uh, Peters Township Indians, my Peters Township Indians, I'm excited to see what goes on there and how that plays. Did you say my Peters Township Indians? His cousin plays for them. Okay. That's so hit- My cousin played for Trinity, but you see how I treat them on this podcast. <laughs> I have high hopes for Peters Township as well. I mean, yeah, I'm trying. They might not even make the playoffs. Oh, we'll we'll, 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 we'll get into that. that yeah. I know, but yeah, when we talk about the Peters Township game, but yeah, that game is going to be a huge factor when, especially that game and the Penn Trafford Franklin Regional game are kind of like the two games that are really gonna decide what the five A playoff picture looks like. Back to the Tri County South, California wins the backyard brawl once again, forty three to fourteen. I picked the under in this one, not a wise choice. Uh, California wins big. It looks like California is going to ride to a playoff spot here in the next couple weeks. Carmichael's did the same thing. They went to Bentworth, won 48-14 as well. And uh, That's not a real big of a brag. I, I really don't believe so. Carmichael's <laughs> is not a good away team, but Bentworth is just they're struggling to get a lot of offensive momentum. So yeah. just want that to show. And Cal California... The game I went to when I saw California between Jake Lehu and uh, Spencer Petrucci, those two together, very good. Very, very good stuff. What's your problem with Bentworth? What did I say? <laughs> what? No, 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 Spazarski. Oh, what's No, Spazarski? no, I just think they struggle to get a lot of offensive momentum. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I know what you said. I just asked what your problem was. That, okay. That, my okay. problem is that right. big Here come the Bentworth fans in the chat. <laughs> Um, last game in the Tri-County South, Jeremiah, your Pioneers went to Jefferson Morgan and won 32-22. I'm kind of disappointed in the Rockets after this one because they yeah. were fighting for the playoff lives Choked. and lost by 10. Yeah, that just shows West Green has Jefferson's number. Um, you know, that win streak goes back to, oh, my goodness, when I was in high school my sophomore year. So, you know, do the math. That's seven straight years we've beaten Jefferson. But, yeah, but uh, this was the year Jefferson should have beaten West Green, and that's, uh, you know, Colin Brady had another big game, 194 on the ground. Um, but, yeah, Jefferson was still in a spot, get a playoff spot. It would have came down to uh, their backyard brawl against Carmichael's this coming week, but uh, Jefferson's eliminated. So, um, And I think, that's, I think that played a factor in the Pioneers going to their place and upsetting them and uh, taking their arch rival. Um, out of the playoff picture is a big win in the Pioneers' books, especially now after that's only their second win of the season. So, uh, big win for the alma mater, nonetheless. Just a couple Black Hills games to roll through here. Burgettstown rolled over Avella, forty-five to fourteen. Carlinton visited Fort Cherry, and the Rangers pick up a win, forty-two to fourteen. And Chargers Houston goes to Cornell, and Cornell gets back on the winning track by crushing the Bucks, fifty-two to seven. In this century, Charleroi and Brentwood. Brentwood kind of fighting for a playoff spot. Not anymore. Now that Keystone Oaks be wash high. Um, but Brentwood won 34-14. Brentwood will play the Golden Eagles next week in a meaningless game. South Park at McGuffey. Highlanders getting out of conference win. They win 28-6. And Rocks at home blows out Waynesburg 50-7. Not really surprised. Any takeaways from any of those games, Jeremiah? 
I'm surprised Stowe Rocks only scored 50. <laughs> He's brutal. He's brutal today. <laughs> coming out, coming after Wash High and Waynesburg on the podcast. You're going to be a popular guy. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing oh. Trinity didn't play this week. Oof. That was tough. Oof. Elizabeth Ford at Greensburg Salem. EF wins sixty-two to thirteen. Uh, they're gearing up for a big uh, home game this weekend. South Allegheny at Mount Pleasant, forty-two nothing. The Vikings and blow out the Gladiators. South Moreland goes to Bell Vernon and Bell Vernon shuts out the Scotties. Air attack, forty-eight to nothing. Connellsville at TJ, fifty-eight nothing. The Jaguars win. McKeesport at Greater Latrobe, 54-14. The Tigers win. Ringgold at Laurel Highlands. The Mustangs blow out the Rams, 41-14. Baldwin going to Mount Lebanon. And the Blue Devils win, 41-0. Peters at Cannon Mac, Jeremiah. Why the heck did he look at me when he said that score like I was going to fight him for it? Like It's Baldwin. I ne- Well, yeah, it's my alma mater, but there, I, there's, I've never, ever, ever... Discredited. You need to relax. <laughs> Discredited. You just anybody. need to relax. Peters Township at Cannon Mac. 26-7. The Big Macs roll over Peters Township. Is this a positive thing to preview a big game for the Big Macs coming up? This no, week? I mean, it's the Big Mac season coming up. You're either win and you're in or losing and you're going home. A casket match with a defending 6A state champion, Mount Lebanon Blue Devils. It's going to be exciting. Big game. Some might call it the game of the week. Some <laughs> would. Some would. Um, we might even call it the game of the week. Hmm. I, I, can, can I contribute? Yes, you can. I think I'm really – I'm actually excited for this matchup because last year you say Ken and Mac was playing Mount Lebanon. What would be your thoughts? Oh, well, it would be Alex Texas. And Wasn't it like 54? Eli, <laughs> I think Heidenreich and Texas yeah. would exactly. run all over. Now, now everything – it just goes to show how much one year can change with – between gra- losing uh, talent to graduation and just, like, the change of, like, how things go up between the seasons. So uh, this deserves to be the game of the week, m- some might say. So very excited to see how Ken and Mac affairs here. They've, they've put up a really good year so far, and now all that is put on the shelf because you got one more game to play, and it's a make-or-break type of situation against, the, like Jeremiah said, the defending 6A champs. We won't get ahead of ourselves too much as we're going to preview that game here in a couple minutes, but... Um, needless to say, Cannon Mac really made a statement against Peters Township's defense, scoring 26. So, um, good on the Big Mac's big game coming up. Upper St. Clair at Moon, 43-6. to The Panthers get back on the winning track against the Moon Tigers. Saturday matchup, Olsh at Bishop Canavan, and uh, I was at this game as well. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't looking good for Olsh. They didn't get a first down until the mid-third quarter. Uh Bishop Canavan was lights out amazing on offense and then on defense. A little bit unfortunate that uh, Nehemiah Azim uh, blew out his knee like 15 minutes before the game started. So that kind of hurt Olsh's chances there on offense. They were, make, I think they played four different guys at quarterback throughout the night. So 40 to nothing is the final. The big thing for me, though, is Xavier Nelson looks like a man amongst boys out there, Jeremiah. Yeah, Xavier Nelson, the defending 1A player of the year. And, you know, he's back, and he looks just as good as he ever was. He's just so fast. He like, is. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, Bishop Canavan, they clinched the Black Hills Conference. It looks like they're going to be rolling as the one seed in the entire Whipple. So that's exciting to see. After, after eight weeks, Jeremiah... Or nine weeks, I'm sorry. That week zero always screws me up. Um, Jeremiah, you are in the lead 139 to 134. Five games in hand with one week to play. Um, so I look forward to this competition. Choose wisely. I, I think I did. I think I did. I took a, I took some leaps this week, but uh, I, I think some of them might pay off for me. So, All right. Game of the week, Jeremiah. Cannon Mac out Mount Lebanon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Amigo of the week. Oh, we do have to do Amigos of the week. Don't get a hold of Don't get ahead of yourself. All right. Mine's Sean Rick. Amateur. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm going to go, too. I'm going to say I have Coes this week because I couldn't really differentiate between the both. Uh, my first, Tyler Richmond of Carmichael's, had a big game, seven catches, 278 receiving yards against Bentworth. Uh, and then uh, one of my favorites, Zach Boyd of Elizabeth Forward, six catches, 
uh, for 266. Uh, you know, I couldn't really separate the two. So, Ty Richmond and Zach Boyd, uh, my amigos of the week. Two really good wide receivers. It was good to see Zach Boyd come out full force after uh, being injured the last couple of weeks, too. Um, Ethan, who you got? Uh, not surprising. For the lack of – for I think, uh, honestly – there's just two guys I would say, and it's not surprising, it's Colin Brady and Landon Stevenson for me. Uh, I was at Landon Stevenson's game. He threw a 61-yard touchdown pass to his quarterback. Also two rushing touchdowns on the day. Colin Brady keeps leading this uh, old, rushing whoopie record hit. He's potentially going to break come this upcoming Friday. So I think they both had excellent weeks rushing and continue to dominate the whoopie all right, Jeremiah, now can we talk about the game of the week? Yeah, yeah, now that All we're right. on uh, on time. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon Mac out Mount Lebo, what a matchup. Winning, and I just want to explain the qualifiers here because it, it does matter with what Seneca Valley does. So if Cannon Mac wins, they're in. They don't have to worry about anything else. If Mount Lebo wins, they're in, but Cannon Mac is not necessarily out because – if Seneca Valley loses to North Allegheny and Mount Lebanon wins, Cannon Mac is still in. So, Cannon Mac, if you lose to Mount Lebanon, you are still rooting hard for the North Allegheny Tigers to beat Seneca Valley because then you would have the tiebreaker because you beat Seneca Valley this year. So, Cannon Mac would get into the playoffs either way. So, maybe this game is not as crucial for Cannon Mac as people might think, but. You know what? You still want to win this game if you're yeah, you gotta you gotta do the easy thing, and you know you don't want to let the decision be out of your hands. You got a chance. You're winning your end, so you got to go into this game not thinking, well, North A is probably going to beat Seneca Valley. Well, who knows? North A might be playing their 10th graders out there because North Allegheny's clinched the number one seed. They, they're probably going to rest a lot, so this is an opportunity. And Seneca Valley's in the same situation. They're winning their end, so their season is on the line. And so uh, if you're Cannon Mac, you got to go into this one against Lebo. And you know you got to win this. You got to leave it out of the. Um, you know you got to take things into your own hands. And Canamac's got to do that on Friday night. We've talked all season about Canamac's offense and how they love to throw the ball around. And uh, Mount Lebo has you know a, a pretty good secondary, I would say. Uh, do you have any confidence that it's going to work this week and that they're going to be able to you know find Austin Winkleblack down the seam and that Mike Evans is going to kind of tear apart the Lebo secondary or is this going to be like you know, a three-interception performance, which we've seen, you know. Time, well, time Mikey game. Evans is going to have to have a big game, that's for sure. He's their best player for a reason. But look for Jake Casper to have another big game. Had a big game two weeks ago, had a big game last week, had over 180 yards rushing against Peters Township, who's got a very staunch defense. So look for Casper to have a big game for Cannon Mac if they're going to want to pull off this win against the Blue Devils. And, Ethan, is this the game? And we've seen Mount Lebanon – have injuries and guys coming in and out of the lineup and I think they've gone through two or three different quarterbacks through the season it's just been kind of a mixed up and down year for Lebanon and it's the final week of the regular season do you feel like this is the week where we're finally going to see Mount Lebanon at its full potential and its full strength uh well so if the game's in Lebo and anytime you go through different quarterbacks it's going to be difficult because a lot of different guys can run different ways. They run the offense a different way, have a different tempo, have different strengths and like different weaknesses to how everything works out. Uh, so I'm, I'm nonetheless not me. Uh, nonetheless, I uh, I'm interested to see how this works. I honestly, I I'm a I'm a bit, I'm a fan of the underdog, and I I don't think it works out this weekend. I think Cannon Mac gets their wish because uh, the Blue Devils, yeah, they did get an astounding win last week against Baldwin, but nonetheless. Uh, I think just if you get too many guys going too many different ways with like different quarterbacks, I don't think it's that's good enough for a team to win any game. So I'm going to say Ken and Max able to hold off this Mount Lebanon team, but I'm going to say it's a very close game. I'm not, I don't think it's going to be a blow up any sorts. How big of a factor is the Bob Palco take no prisoners game plan in this one? Jeremiah. I mean, it's big. I mean, definitely you look at the coaching, and that's nothing against Cannon Max coach, but you look, you got to give Mount Lebanon the the advantage in that department. Bob Palco's arguably the greatest coach in WPL history. He's got more WPL championships than everybody ever n- not named Bill Chirpak. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's a legend. You know, that's that's a big advantage right there. You can never go against Bob Palco this time of year. But, um, 
you know, I, this is going to be a great game. I mean, this is two uh, good teams, teams that really underperformed this year, but still have a shot to make the, the, the four-team playoff in 6A. All right. Ethan, I take your pick as Cannon Mac then after? Uh, to be honest, yeah, Cannon Mac. But if there's one thing Mount Lebanon has, it's experience. So if Mount Lebanon is going to win this game, it's going to be due to experience and coaching and just familiarity. And for Cannon Mac, the thing is, don't make those mistakes. You've got to limit the turnovers if there's going to be any at all. So, uh, But I do think Ken and Max going to be able to pull out an upset. or Not an upset, but I think for this situation, I'm going to call it somewhat of an upset for Ken and Mac versus Mount Lebanon. I agree. I think Ken and Mac has a big day. I think Jay Casper has a bigger day for the Ken and Mac offense. I think they got the advantage in the trenches. Um, so I got the Big Macs, Jeremiah. Shout out to my boys Ike's Lunch on TikTok. I'm going which is McDonald's. And you know what McDonald's number one item is? Big, Big Mac. Mac. I'm going Dawn's. <laughs> Can of Mac into the playoffs. I was going to make a joke, but I didn't know if I was going to be allowed. So, yeah. Shut up, Sparky. Yes, sir. For Cherry at Burgettstown. This one is kind of. This could create a lot of chaos in the playoff really picture. Could. <laughs> like, really could. If Four Cherry wins this game, well, now you're like. Well, Fort Cherry lost to Carmichael's, and Burkittstown beat Olsh, and uh, Olsh beat Fort Cherry. So, like, you you have all these teams beating each other. It's going to be a real cluster in the uh, in in the one A playoff picture. But um, you have this amazing matchup with freshman Matt Sieg, the youngest player ever in Whippeal history to pass and rush for a thousand yards as a quarterback. Uh, and against the Burgettstown defense, who has shut down just about every team they've played this season, even Olsh, remember they were winning at halftime there, and Olsh kind of pulled away in the second half. So does the Matt Sieg uh, experience, does that have enough firepower to break down this Burgettstown defense? Well, it's going to be one of his toughest tests yet. I mean, Sieg's done good against Canavan, Olsh, I mean, he, he really has. I mean, but this is going to be a tough test. I mean, Burgettstown's really got a great stout defense and uh, this is going to be a big challenge for the young freshman ethan same question uh yeah i, I agree with jeremiah he's all season's been kind of leading up to this moment think about it he's done really well in a lot of game time situations managing the ball like you mentioned a thousand over a thousand passing yards a thousand rush yards i he's his mobility is incredible uh i i honestly but if i had to pick if he's gonna step up or not i think he does because he's been doing it all year you're going the right direction. You have momentum, at least player-wise, with Matt. So I'll take Matt Sag doing a really good job stepping up against Burgerstown. Yeah, I don't know because I feel like you're going to have to find another weapon to break down this Burgerstown defense. Like, uh, they're going to have to find, you know, their star runner. Uh, they're going to have to find someone else to carry the load. I mean, Matt Sag is very good, but... I don't know if he's going to be able to carry the whole team. So, But I'll pick this game. This is six-point favorites for Burgestown at home. And I got to make up some ground. I got the under and win for Fort Cherry. I think they find that guy, and Fort Cherry causes some chaos at the 1A level. Yeah, interesting pick. This is a good game. I mean, this is this would be a game of the week, I think, any other week if it wasn't the the uh, potential casket match in 6A. Um you know, this is this is basically the four cherry offense, which is high powered versus that style Burgerstown defense. And you know what? The old saying, defense wins championships. So I'm gonna have to roll with Burgerstown. They've done it all year. They've pulled off a couple upsets. They've been close a couple other times. So uh, I'm gonna go the Blue Devils in this one. I think this is gonna be an awesome game. I'm taking the over uh, on the spread. I think Burgerstown wins by ten. Uh, I'll you know what I'm gonna do something I didn't do the last time. I'll take I'm gonna I'm gonna side here with uh Nathan. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. I think this is gonna be a close game, a good matchup, and I think Fort Cherry's gonna be able to uh pick up a win here. I think it's much need Fort Cherry's. I feel like at the end of the day, when they need to get the job done, whether it's with Sag or anybody else, that they're gonna be able to do it. So give me Fort Cherry, and I'll take the under. Two A game of the week, and it's the game that Jeremiah you'll, you're probably going to, and um, you're the most excited about seeing. Probably would have been the game of the week if Washai uh, played a little bit better and won last week. But McGuffey at the Prexies. This one is at Washai, and Washai has a lot to make up for for that Keystone Oaks loss, especially mentally. Do you feel like they're going to be able to do that? That they're they're going to be able to recover, get ready for this game, um, as it is, you know, the rivalry. 
Yeah, I think they are. I think the, the Washite coaches are really going to get on their team this week. I think the players know that. This game means more to them than um, you could argue a playoff game anymore after what you've seen the last couple years. But this game is still big for both these schools. Washite knows that, and I think they get ready properly this week. Do you have confidence that Washite can stay on the field because we know that McGuffey is going to control the ball with their triple option offense and all that? And Wash High really has been missing this year. I know Zach Welsh is really good, a really good big play threat, but they have been missing that guy that they can really turn to to get first downs consistently. Um, who Who is going to show up for Wash High if they're going to be able to control the ball and control this game? Well, it's the Division One recruit. It's Davon Fuse. It has to be. It's been him the last three years. It's got to be him this year. It's got to be. It, I mean, it has. Let's pick the game. Um, yeah, Wash High did not show me anything to inspire any confidence whatsoever last week. I have to take McGuffey in this one. Even spread, I got I got the Highlanders. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a bad pick, but I'm going to have to go with the Praxis. I, you know, they've kind of owned this rivalry as of late, and I think Wash High bounces back big at home against their arch rival. So I'm going to Wash High. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to take McGuffey too. Uh. And I think it all stems back to that Keystone Oaks game uh, that really is giving me the edge here. But I do think Wash High plays a better football game than it did last week. 3A game of the week, and this is probably the game of the week across the entire Whitfield because both teams are undefeated in conference play. Bell Vernon, probably a little bit more of the favorite. They're going two lists before we're to their 11.5 point favorites. Um, Zach Boyd and that Elizabeth Ford offense has been chucking the ball around, and they're facing the ultimate test with Quentin Martin and Alonzo Wade in the defensive backfield for Bell Vernon. Who wins that matchup? I have to say Quentin Martin on paper. I mean, I, I would have to think. Um, Zach Boyd puts up a big game on Quentin Martin, though, on Friday. Watch the Division One raw for offers roll in for Zach Boyd. Um, so... Uh, definitely going to be – I think it's going to be a, a good game. Uh, it, that's going to be a matchup I think everybody's watching, though. Quentin Martin on offense has been the story for the last couple of weeks, so really just crushing 3A defenses. Uh, how is Elizabeth Ford going to stop him? Same thing they've done all year. Um, you know, that's just played great sound, sound fundamental defense. And honestly, you, you got to look at it from this mindset. Let anybody other than Quentin Martin beat you. You know, challenge Jake Jettico to be that guy to beat you. You know, Alonzo Wade, whoever, you know, it's got to be someone other than Quentin Martin. What is What should the game plan be for both Matt Humbert and Mike Kalati going into this game? Same thing it's been all season. Don't change what you've done now. It's what's got you to this point, uh, especially for Elizabeth Ford, who's, you know, coming to this game 9-0. and I mean, don't don't change what you, what's got you here, you know, just another game. I, 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 I don't know. That's just how I look at it. But you've got to this point. I don't think you change up now. Okay, the Leps are getting an eleven and a half point favorite. Um, I'm giving, I'm getting the over on that one. Um, I think the Leopards roll in this one by two touchdowns or more. Yeah, as much as I'd love to go under and win for the, the Warriors, I, it's hard for me to go against Quentin Martin and the the Leopards. I agree with you. I'm gonna say over. Uh, I'm thinking like 35-21. Yeah, I'll take the Leopards too. Uh, defense, like mentioned before, with with especially when you got more than one guy who can make plays in the back. Uh, especially on deep balls and jump balls. Uh, yeah, Leopards, and I will take over as well. I think it stays close to what they got, but I'll take Leopards. We got some Thursday night football action. And and th- although these games won't be close, uh, I think they're still better than anything the NFL can offer. So if you are in the California or Dormont areas, go check them out at Dormont Stadium, Stow Rocks at Seton LaSalle, 28 points for the Vikings, easy over. Yeah, probably the easiest over on the day. There's uh, Stow Rocks up on Seat LaSalle. Yeah, Stow Rocks all the way. Stow Rocks has been dominant all year in Seat LaSalle. I haven't heard too much in anything impressive. Yeah, give me Stow Rocks. Benworth at California, the Trojans, 28-point favorites at home. Uh, over. Yeah, pretty easy pick again. Over for California. California might have a home playoff game. California all the way. Over. Easy. That's probably the easiest choice here. On Friday. Again, what is it with him with Bentworth, man? Do you hear that? Easiest over for Bentworth. He just doesn't like the Bears. He doesn't. I never said I didn't like them. Dude must hate Seth Adams. (laughs) Must hate. 
I have nothing but respect for Seth Adams, and I honestly, the Bentworth when we were at Bentworth calling the game for uh, Green Sports, nothing they treated us nothing but with respect, and you know, they treated us super yeah, well. Yeah, now you're sucking up, yeah. Well, but but the fact of the matter is, their football team has hasn't has impressed me. They'd at all. still beat Baldwin. They, pr- I've never, <laughs> I never said they would need. Uh, good lord, I'm done. I'm right. stumped. We, stumped. We got, we got a couple more picks to go to. Then we'll talk about the Baldwin Highlanders because oh, they got gosh. an interesting game coming up this week. They do. Uh, best center at Manesson Friday night football now. Uh, the Greyhounds at home hosting the Bulldogs. Twenty eight points for the Greyhounds. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at you if you picked the under here, but Manesson's gonna be mad and. Uh, yeah, they're going to win by more than 28. Yeah, Manesson might win by 58. I mean, they're going to come in and dominate this one. Manesson gets uh, an easy over for me. Yeah, give me Manesson. That they 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 they, re- they did impress me for the most part on when they played Mabletown. Give me Manesson. I'll take the over as well. I think they're still hold, they're still holding up from what happened on Friday, and they're going to take it out and put it out here on uh, this upcoming game. Jefferson going to Carmichael's. The Mike's 21-point favorites at home. This game doesn't mean anything. Uh, so the Mike's win by more than 21. Yep, Carmichael's dominates on little brother. That's Jefferson. And uh, Carmichael's gets uh, good uh, momentum heading into the playoffs. Carmichael's is a home team. I'll take Carmichael's. Mapletown going to West Green. Uh, the only storyline really that can be derived from this game is the rushing title, which is between... Colin Brady and Landon Stevenson. I believe Colin Brady has the lead right By now. By 78 yards, yes. Okay, so this is going to be a game that a lot of people have their eyes on. Um, Mapletown, they're 22-point favorites on the road. I think they win by more than that. Landon Stevenson gets the rushing title. Uh, I don't know if Stevenson will get the rushing title. I think uh, Brady will have his yards, but I do think Mapletown will get the over in this one. I just think Mapletown's going to try to run up the score on West Green. If it's if any indication of what Mapletown's game plan is comes stems from Friday and what they've shown all year, it's going to be that they're going to run the heck out of the ball. I think they get the win, but I don't know. I think 78 yards with uh, – it was 60, now it's 78 heading this week. I think just Colin Brady does get the title, but Mapletown does get the win. Avella going to Charters Houston, the Bucks 28-point favorites at home. Um, I wouldn't blame you for taking the honor on this one, but i got to take the over because Avella is not good. Yeah, Avella's bad. Char Houston's not good, but they're not a Vela bad. So give me the over. Yeah, Look at I'll... you trying to not laugh over there. I see you trying not to laugh. Charters Houston, ever since uh, after that four cherry game that we were at, I've heard I've seen nothing but I mean a little bit of progression from uh, the Bucks. So I'll I'll take the Bucks in this one. Remember when Char Houston was undefeated? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um in the Black Hills Conference, uh, this game... What should we call this game? The Transfer Bowl? Oh, that's not a nice name for me. <laughs> uh, Carlinton at home. They're hosting Bishop Canavan. I think like half of Bishop Canavan's roster played for Carlinton at one point. So Something like there that. might there might be some uh, interesting storylines coming out of this game. But yeah, Bishop Canavan is the better team. Uh, Bishop Canavan is probably going to be playing all backups, and they're still the better team. Uh, they're 28-point favorites over. Yep, easy pick. Uh, Bishop Canavan rolls. Yeah, <laughs> Bishop Canavan. Uh, nothing else needs to be said. Bishop Canavan speaks for itself. This one is kind of, I think this is a casket This match. is actually a casket Cornell match. Cornell at Olsh. Yeah, because Olsh is technically right now the third-place team. Uh, but Fort Cherry's clinched a playoff spot. They're in. But Olsh is ahead of Fort Cherry. Oh, still hasn't clinched yet. So this is a casket match. The real storyline for this game is Nehemiah Azim. Like if Nehemiah Azim plays, this is to twenty. Olsh's favorites by twenty-four. If Nehemiah Azim plays, they're gonna get way more than twenty-four. But if Nehemiah Azim doesn't play, I think Cornell gets the under and win. So I'm gonna go under and win for the Cornell Raiders just because I don't know what Nehemiah Azim is gonna be if he's gonna be in there. And I didn't see anything from Olsh to tell me that they have a backup plan or a plan B for how they're going to run their offense without that guy. I'm going to say Niamazine plays, and um, I'm give me Olsh. I think Olsh gets in there. they they got a lot to prove. You know, kind of in the same situation they were last year. Um, so uh, I'm going to take the under, though. I, I don't think that they'll win quite by more than 24, but I think Olsh, or I think Olsh is going to win. Olsh is kind of in the same position they were last year. Remember, they weren't like a big heavy favorite to make it to the WPL championship. They had to pull a couple upsets on the way, so... Um, I, I kind of like the situation the Chargers are in right now. 
Yeah, Olsh, if there's anything, especially after getting hurt like 15 minutes before a game, there's nothing you want more than to get back on, on that field ASAP. I think uh, Azim plays, and I think Olsh beats Cornell. Uh, I don't, again, but he is still recovering from. If you said he blew out his knee as bad as it sounds, I don't think they. I don't think they beat the spread, but uh, I do think Olsh does get this victory. Keystone Oaks going to Brentwood. This game doesn't mean anything. Twenty-eight points for the Golden Eagles. I think they win by more than that. They, even if uh, they get some backups in, uh, I think Golden Eagles' uh, depth is better than Brentwood. So, yeah. Pretty easy pick. Keystone Oaks over. Charleroi going to Waynesburg. Uh, can Waynesburg get their first win, Jeremiah? They're so close. No, over. No, Charleroi. This is a battle between two winless programs, and I think Charleroi gets the. Uh, Charleroi hasn't won a game. I think they beat Jeanette. Mm, I don't think they did. I'll double you check. Double that check if you, why if you I blabber real quick. But yeah, I just think Charleroi is a better team. Uh, Waynesburg years are, are – I think Waynesburg's best years are ahead, though, because uh, Waynesburg, um, their junior high program went 10-0, and 0, and I was right. Um, or no, I wa- they beat Jeanette. Boy, God. But anyway, um, <laughs> but Char- okay, so Charleroi, a winless team versus a one-win team. Anyway, Charleroi gets the over. Yeah, Charleroi over. Uh, Waynesburg is a they, – they're a, they're, they can start out maybe showing a little bit of momentum early on, but there ain't nothing after that. So I'm going to have to take Charleroi in this situation, and I'll take the over as well. Charleroi were 10-point favorites also. Um, in the Interstate Conference, this game is basically the same situation that McGuffey and Wash High are in, but in the Interstate, Mount Pleasant and South Moreland, the Scotties are at home, even spread just like that game. Um, and you know what? Give me the Scotties. The Scotties get third place in the conference. They have a ton of momentum behind them, even though they just got shut out by Bill Vernon. Uh, I think Southmoreland wins this game, and it's an emotional game. It's at home. It's senior night, all that stuff. Southmoreland wins. Yeah, you know, my dad's name's Scott. We call him Scotty. Give me the Scotties. Um, um, yeah. yeah no, just... side, I think Southmoreland's <laughs> playing inspired ball right now. They've been playing it all year. Senior night, big game. Big Rivalry. Game. Give me Southmoreland. Uh, why not? South Moreland. Let's go. Scotty's all the way. I'm sticking with you guys. I'm getting the positive vibes, so let's go for it. Nothing about us screams positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Greensburg-Salem going to South Allegheny, a fight between the two bottom teams in the Interstate Conference. The Golden Lions are 28-point favorites on the road, and, yeah, they win by more than that. Yeah, uh, Greensburg-Salem puts an end to South Allegheny's miserable season, and, um, yeah. So Greensburg Salem ends their season with a win. Greensburg Salem, uh, yeah, I, I was. We were fortunate enough again to go head out, spend there. South Allegheny, great stadium. The football team's not so good, so yeah, no, easy, easy pick for me. Regional rivalry now with new meaning in the uh, Big Seven Conference: Laurel Highlands at Connellsville. The Mustangs have won this game the last two years and i think they go for three in a row they're 28 point favorites on the road and uh they get more than that yep pretty easy overpick laurel highlands takes care of uh the fayette county rivalry laurel highlands give me the over jeremiah what would you say if i told you at the beginning of the season that mckee's board would be 28 point favorites against thomas jefferson in the final game of the year I wouldn't have believed you, I'll tell you that, but just look at the directions these two programs have gone. I mean, I don't think anybody saw this. And you know what? I'm going with the over. McKeesport gets it, and they keep rolling. McKeesport dominates uh, Thomas Jefferson the last two years. You go back to the year uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson won their second straight state title. McKeesport went in their last game of the regular season and uh, upset uh, TJ, or else they probably would have been undefeated state champs. Uh, last year at McKeesport, very inspired McKeesport team. Uh, the final score was 42-28. Never felt really that close, uh, but McKeesport rolled that one. This year, I think McKeesport wins by 40. I'm taking the over. I just think McKeesport is that good a team. and um, I think they're going to unfortunately be the two seed because – uh, you got two teams in Beaver County named Aliquippa and Central Valley that play on Friday. They're probably going to be the uh, the winner of that. It's probably going to get the number one seed in the WPIL. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I I don't know. Thomas Jefferson up to this point, up to this season, has proven that they've been able to uh, show us some things, but I, I'm not seeing it this year. So, yeah, giving the over. And we all know how McKeesport feels about Thomas Jefferson. 
Uh, Trinity. Assad Robinson question mark. Yes, Assad Robinson question mark. Uh, Trinity going to Ringgold. The Hillers twenty eight point favorites on the road, and I think the Hillers got you know healed up in that week off. They didn't play anybody, and uh, yeah, they're gonna come out and make a statement. They're gonna crush Ringgold. Yeah, I know I made a joke earlier about training out playing this last week, but I will say I do feel for those seniors, uh, not only the football team, but the band and cheerleaders as well. Um, you know, Carrick had to, you know, cancel last minute. I, I do feel for Trinity. I'm glad that community was still able to have something on Friday night to rep- to honor those seniors. Um, but I, I think the Trinity Hillers are going to come out, and these these boys last uh, high school football game ever, these seniors, and I think they go out and I think they dominate Ringgold. I'm going to say the over. I feel with that Trinity all the way. Uh, again, I'm happy they were able to celebrate something because that is an important night. I remember it was it was an awesome night for me, uh, and I'm sure it was for you guys as well. Uh, I uh, for Jeremiah mainly. I don't know if Nathan played football or anything or did any sports, but I know uh, I know senior night was an important night. So feel for them. I think especially off that they're going to come out with uh, extra extra fight, and I'm going to take Trinity with the over. All of the pundits across the entire Whippeal a couple weeks ago said that Bethel Park and Upper St. Clair, that was the Allegheny Six Championship. But us cultured individuals realized that Moon Baldwin is the true Allegheny Six Championship. The Highlanders and the Tigers even spread. Who you got, Jeremiah? Yeah, I'm gonna go Baldwin. I, I just I've bar- you know the only thing I've really seen from Moon this year is that they have a pulse, and that's about it. So uh, I'm gonna go Baldwin. I said two weeks ago when they were heading up against when Baldwin's heading up against South Fayette, which by the way, underdog stories, not the choice, not the good words there. Uh, but if at least if there's something between two bad teams, it's who's who's gonna step up and fight for it more. Baldwin's uh, I I have enough talent and faith in Andrew Sharp and Keith Minson. Uh, down there, down in Baldwin, love them. Think they're great players, and they're the face of the franchise of whatever they have left run down there. But I think Baldwin beats a sh- very much struggling Moon team right now. Moon wins. You're wrong. Wow! Tell me you need catch up points without telling me you need catch up points. <laughs> <laughs> I got faith in Ryan Lynn that he's no, you pull don't. One out no, you me. don't. You're so <laughs> desperate for a win, man. No. <laughs> Peters Township going to Bethel Park. Ethan, you'll be covering this game. Uh, Bethel Park, 20.5-point favorites at home. Um, you know, this could be a letdown look-ahead situation for the playoffs, but, yeah, it's not happening. Bethel Park wins by more than 21. Bethel to the moon. Can we... already went to moon. Oh, that was a good That was a good dad joke right there. <laughs> yeah, no, give me – I'll just sign. Give me Bethel Park uh, with the over. Yeah, I I stick by what I said. Bethel Park, well, I think they honestly win by they could win by a good twenty eight thirty five points, uh, especially when that with them being at home. Take give me Bethel Park as much as it pains me. And that game, I mean, we're I think we're selling Peters Township a little bit short there because like Peters Township has a lot to play they for really in that do. game, right? Like if they win that game, then you know you're looking at three by tie scenario. They definitely get into the playoffs. So like. Peter Township is going to do whatever they can to keep it close Chris to that game. Chris so, um, I that, have faith. I have faith. I, I, want, I don't want to seem like there is no chance, but I don't know. It's just that home home feel for Bethel that's really giving me the extra edge for uh, Bethel to be able to take control of this game. Yeah, like us picking Bethel Park by so much, I think that says way more about Bethel Park than about it, Yeah, we, we realize that Peter Township is going Township. to be fighting for their lives in that game. So, yeah. Uh, the final game here in the Allegheny Six, South Fayette going to Upper St. Clair. Maybe some upset fodder. I think South Fayette is thinking about this game a lot because they are in the same situation as Peters where they're trying to win and get a playoff spot and trying to work their way into the conversation. The Panthers are 23-point favorites at home. they kind of been struggling in the two of the last three weeks. And, um, yeah, I think they win this one big because they have to. Mm-hmm. I agree. Upper St. Clair, over. There's, there's no way Upper St. Clair shows so much struggle for so much. They, their coaching staff. That's not how they roll. That's not how their players roll. That's not the atmosphere they have over there. Uh, give me Upper St. Clair over South Fayette. And let's do our amigo watch, Jeremiah. Who you got? 
You know, I give Trinity a lot of crap, but I think this big fella is going to have a big game. Give me Ty Banco, number two heavyweight in the state of Pennsylvania in wrestling. I think he has a big game for his last high school game. Give me the big fella, Ty Banco. Well, you know, we've been, uh, we covered a lot of games today, uh, but I think someone I want to look forward to, uh, but to, two quarterbacks, I'm looking forward to see how they handle the pressure Chris Sabrone and Matt Sieg. I want to see how they are gonna. I want. I want to see how they're gonna fare, especially with the fact that they're both underdogs going into each of their games. Good pick, Sparky. I don't believe you, but thank you. Okay. My pick this week. I'm gonna throw it back to that Cornell Olsh game. I think E.J. Dawson on the ground gets a ton of yards and gets the win for the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. They win. All right. Any final words before we wrap this thing up? No, just looking forward to Wash High McGuffey. Uh, one of the first games I ever got to cover, and uh, looking forward to it. The first game you're covering this season, Jeremiah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I met ever. I met ever. Relax. Uh, no, I'm I'm ex- I'm very very excited. There's a lot of like between Ken and Mac Leb- Lebo casket match. We got another casket match with Olch and Cornell. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what a lot of these teams are going to do, especially with the underdog portion of stuff. What what what? Nothing. I'm just I'm just listening to your opinion, Sparky. I'm, I'm honestly ter- I thought you were going to say something mean. No, but, uh, I mean you said Olch and not Olch. 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 Sorry. Mulch. Our mulch. Olch. Our lady of cherished heart. <laughs> back to back to the point. I uh. I, I, I'm excited to see a lot of these underdogs. Peters, I'm excited to see what Fort Cherry does. I'm excited to see if Kenny Mack can step up to a, uh, a Mount Lebanon team that's been has a rich history of winning in a lot of their sports. So um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what fr- Thursday and Friday night hold for us. All right. <laughs> Jeremiah is looking at us like he wants to get out of here. <laughs> so I better wrap it up for him. What's wrong? I'm fine. I just, I just not getting over you saying Olch, I guess. <laughs> in that in that spirit, Jeremiah. Olch. Jeremiah, if you want to learn more about Olch, where should you go? You should go to pafootballnews.com. You should, and they got tons of articles on there. You can recap, or you can read. You should go there. You, you should, should go. go you there. will go there. You will go there yeah. because if you're watching this, you gotta be like, "Darn, I want to see what these guys are talking about, where they're getting their information." And talk about them, Olch Chargers. I mean, if you want to read my recap of the Olch Chargers game against Bishop Canavan, you can find that on there. Oh, nice plug. If you're if was, you're yeah, a Chargers I was about to plug, fan, but I didn't want I didn't want to clap myself too if hard. If you're a Chargers fan, I don't know why you would, but um, <laughs> the Olch Chargers. The Olch Chargers. Chargers. Charge! Oh my God. <laughs> that, uh, we got our we got our uh, episode name there. Old Chargers <laughs> cover first. Hey, last week's first game in the league got to cover it. Uh, I feel like the the article really says a lot about the game too. So go check that out as well. Yeah, go check out Sparky's article. Oh boy, Spark! Yeah, Sparky, Sparky, getting involved. Happy to be here. Um, oh, if if you want to check out the podcast, uh, you're already listening to it. So. Um, Stay where you are, I guess. Uh, but definitely hit subscribe, you know, comment, like, all that fun stuff. Um, aside from that, you can go check us out on social media at PFN Backyard on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can go check out Jeremiah at Jeremiah Miller Zero. You can check out me at Nathan Grello. You can check out Ethan Spazarski at Spazarski Ethan. What's the zero for? Uh, because Jeremiah underscore Miller was already taken. And I just filled it in with a zero, and it took it. What so. did, it used to be something else. Yeah, it used to be like JS, J Mills, Stacy yeah. said. I tried to make it a little more professional, so I made it. Now it says Jeremiah Millero. <laughs> Millero. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> All right, aside from that, this has been the Backyard Football News Podcast. We will see you guys next week when we are breaking down the final week of the regular season. Looking to head towards playoffs. We won't have the full playoff picture yet because we'll be doing it on Monday. And if you know anything about the way the Whippeal does their uh, playoffs, uh, they're going to be announcing the playoffs on Monday night. So 
uh, we will try and do our best to recap those games and uh, maybe get, you know, like an instant reaction podcast or something out after um, the rankings are released. So aside from that, uh, this has been the Backer Football News Podcast. I'm Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. Ethan Spazarski. All right. And we'll see you guys then. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Backyard PA Football Podcast with Nathan Grella and Jeremiah Miller. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or through email. Support us on Patreon, and check out some merch on Teespring. Thank you for listening. still here? It's over. Go home. Go.